All right, welcome everybody. We're here tonight for the Archangel Michael Global Transmissions, and I'm doing this 2022 series at uh, the request of um, mystical guidance, uh, the divine guidance that I've received and Archangel Michael's request uh, through intuitive means with uh, hearing, communicating uh, for, for many decades now uh, with the angels, with the higher beings, and with Archangel Michael. And we're in this series now uh, at um, session number three for 2022. And this is the only series that'll be in 2022, so uh, it'll be easy for you to kind of keep track of. Um, the, the, the series started on the 21st of June, which was the summer solstice, um, and then the 21st of July, and now August 21st. So each one of those previous messages has already been put up on the Celestial Voice podcast. Um, an email did go out <coughs> when that was posted, but in case you missed it, or if you're new, because I know there's new people that are signing up every month and you don't have to have participated in anything previously in order to fully benefit from the spiritual blessings that come through um, that from, from these transmissions and the energy work that um, Archangel Michael does on all of humanity, all of us, and on the planet, known and unknown to us. Uh, even those who don't know anything about this, there's, there's things that he says that he does energetically um, with all of us at this time so uh, you don't have to participate in any of them however if you feel like you want to go in and listen to them or you signed up and you missed them um, they are on the Celestial Voice podcast both on my website um, I'm Reverend Anna Jones and so you all logged you all logged in at some point somewhere along the line and registered on my website which is AnnaJonesOnline.com um, and once you're registered once you don't have to register again you're registered for the whole series so don't worry about that and you'll be sent out an email notice but sometimes it does go to spam just depending upon your spam filter as to when those podcasts get put up so uh, if you didn't see it uh, you can find it on the podcast page uh, you just go to AnnaJonesOnline.com click on podcast and the Celestial Voice podcast is currently the only podcast that I'm featuring um, at the moment so uh, you'll see at the very top the most recent and then it goes backwards from there right so the most recent episode uh, was from from last month um, and then all of the transmissions from last year and 2021 um, I think all of them from 2020 are up there and then some ones from the archives as well um, it has been only a short period of time since I've been doing this format but I've been doing the global transmissions for many years now um, and mostly it was just on the equinoxes and the solstices, um, which are very special energetic times of shift. However, the 21st, 20th of the month, uh, the only thing I've been able to figure out as far as what celestially may be aligned as to why he uh, requests that this this be the time that it actually was also by request of a specific date. In fact, it got changed from the 20th to the 21st this year in the message that I received to do this. Um, uh, the, is that the sun is actually transi transiting through the zodiac um, and right around the 20th, 21st, 22nd of every month uh, is when the sun actually transitions into a new zodiac sign so that is happening tonight. This is actually the last transmission in the series for the summer season um, so the June, July, August messages are all part of the summer season um, and next month on September 21st will be the next transmission and um, 
that will be in the three-day window of the equinox. So um, the, the exact day of the equinox is on September 22nd, but the day before, the day of, and the day after with every solstice and equinox is when we're in the, the period of transition for them. Um, and that so that will be the, the, the fall equinox message um, that will be coming through um, uh, as, as the way that has been shown to me, as the way it's been, been laid out. So um, all of you are for, familiar with that. Um, you can also go to iTunes and sign up for um, the, the Celestial Voice podcast. They're free. They're downloadable. You can share them with people, both off my website and on iTunes. So um, please feel free uh, to do so. And um, if you do sign up to receive them on iTunes, usually you get notified or, or it'll download uh, through your app, uh, your iTunes app faster than it takes time for me to send out the email. And it always, just to let you all know, takes a little bit of time for the recordings to be processed. We have to check the recordings, listen back through them, make sure that everything's good with that. Um, we ha I have to figure out a title for them, description, uh, etc. Uh, the, the recordings have to be prepped by my by me, by my assistant, and then uploaded, etc. So it can take anywhere from five to seven business days for the podcast, but the classes usually are like different. Like usually we try to get it in three to five business days, but it can take a little bit longer for the podcast because of the, 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 the steps that are involved are extra. So, um, so welcome again, like I said, um, that, that, that gives you kind of a brief overview, uh, of the, of the series. Um, I have a few things that I like to share with everybody in the, in the beginning as we're all kind of getting logged in and getting settled in and um, there's over 600 people that are registered for this series, but not everybody logs in live. And so I really do appreciate those of you who log in live. Um, it's a it's a special experience, I believe, to receive these transmissions live. Um, in fact, the reason why I call them transmissions and not just messages is because it's an entire energy download that, again, is being sent to the planet. It's, um, the way Archangel Michael describes it is it's an entire energy that... Uh, literally the word transmission, an energy download, so to speak, that he's transmitting uh, to the planet, to humanity. And those of us that are participating live, there is some special uh, connection, I feel. And many who participate live also report to me that they either felt his presence or they felt his energy or that they um, they felt that he was in somehow talking directly to them. So that's also something that happens quite commonly, actually. Um, is feeling that he sometimes uh, is talking directly to you. I've had an experience. I've had that experience uh, as well. So, um, and for those of you who are brand new, because I do know that every month new people come uh, from my Archangel Michael Legion of Light uh, Facebook page. If you've joined from there, welcome. Um, I'm so glad that you've you've you've, you've found uh, the, the the transmission series here um, and a deeper uh, way to connect uh, with Archangel Michael through these through these transmissions, which of course will be messages. Um, there's a, there's a message vocal portion, uh, of it that is delivered, not just an energetic portion of it. Um, and each one of them is unique and each one of them is profound and each one of them may contain something timely in the moment, but also timeless, uh, in the, the, the profound wisdom, uh, that, that, that can get imparted. Um, so, uh, welcome. Also this time there may be some new people joining 
joining from the Mystic Summit. The Shift Network uh, asked me to be a part of the, the Mystic Summit that they just sponsored last week. It aired last week. For those of you who wanted to participate in that and you missed it, you can still uh, sign up for it on the Shift Network, I believe, through that link that I emailed out um, and listen to either the replays or, or purchase the recordings and the transcripts. So um, there may be some of you who are joining as a result of uh, connecting with me through that uh, Mystic Summit from the Shift Network, and if so, uh, welcome. Also, my Reverend Anna Jones and all my social media uh, sites uh, that I that I that I that I sponsor and feature. So, um, so because some of you are new and you don't not familiar with my work, I encourage you also to go to my website and to look at my um, bio that's on there. Um, listening to some of the old podcasts, there's several things in the introductions where I tell some of my stories, some of the things that I introduce. Um, one of the things that I always share is that this is a path that I feel that was chosen for me, um, more so than by me. Of course, I, we always have free will. I always have the choice to, 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 to go a different way, but as far as feeling like this path was something that um, I, I was literally called uh, to do and um, it's a very long story uh, again that I don't like to tell every single time in the beginning of each one of these transmissions um, but there are some things in the intros to each one of those transmissions uh, in which I do tell some of my story but um, you know I've been in communication uh, clairaudiently clairvoyantly uh, lifelong clairaudient clairvoyant um, with the angels guides guardians uh, for as as long as I can remember uh, consciously started receiving um, information for others uh, during the time that I was involved in a youth group uh, doing uh, what I now call energy healing spiritual healing what at the time uh, was the terminology I would have used would have been laying on of hands healing um, you know and at the age of 14 get starting to through that uh, profound healing work get messages to deliver to other people and I've uh, then been guided every step of the way to evolve it from there. And it's a long, uh, a long journey uh, with working with uh, these uh, these gifts that I feel like I've been given, and these um, incredibly, uh, amazingly loving beings um, who are guiding me each one of the steps of the way through this ongoing, and it's still evolving. Um, it, it, it's it's been evolving my whole life, and it's still evolving um, to this day. So um, I am super grateful for the opportunity to just be of service to be an instrument and that's how I see it um, I, the, the, the number one thing that I've learned is the art of surrender and to uh, allow myself to just be the instrument um, that has been the most uh, sig significant ongoing spiritual development spiritual process at taking it through the evolution of where delivering these messages started and where it is at now um, Initially, the, there were not long messages uh, that were coming through. It was just word or a sentence or a phrase that was more of a clear audience experience in which I was guided to, like, you know, tell this person this or tell that person that. And I did not always do so willingly, meaning that I was reluctant. There was definitely. Um, you know, reluctancy that I had of like, you know, telling something, somebody that like, you know, uh, they, they, they might not understand or they might not understand where it came from.
Um, so just learning how to surrender, be the instrument. And that's what I'm um, doing in, in the transmission. Um, I'm actually just allowing my voice, um, my whole body and being ultimately, to be the, the, the vessel, the vehicle for energetic transmission to take place. But then allowing my voice for the vocal, the vocal transmission, the, the spoken word portion of the transmission. Um, and in order to do so, um, the, the, the process that I use, uh, the angels gave me a process, uh, and I use it every time until they tell me otherwise to upgrade the process. Um, and I've used it for many, many years. There's a formal process and there's kind of an informal process that I use in private session work with people. And I do do this work and healing work through distance with people all over the world uh, in in private session uh, work as well. That you can see that also on my on my AnnaJonesOnline.com um, website. There's the ses- the page for private sessions. So um, that 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 is an more of an informal process. I still take people through the same process uh, of of receiving these messages, um, and I'm going to describe that process to you because the process. Uh, is contingent upon everybody participating. It mean doesn't doesn't mean it won't work if everybody's participating. It as long as I'm doing what I need to do with the process for the global transmissions, it still works. But you'll get the most out of it if you do participate in the whole process and not just listen as an observer. Um, the listening as an observer only gives you so much experience. It's uh, it doesn't allow you to kind of take it as deep as you possibly can take it. It's so funny whenever I get on these calls is one of my allergies, my my nose starts tickling. Sometimes I wonder (laughs) if it's me talking about these things. Um, So uh, the... um, what was I talking about? Oh, the, the process. Okay, so the process is um, basically I'm going to guide you through uh, a, a, a praising, asking, thanking, receiving, uh, those four steps, and then we're going to return back to this praising again, so it'll be um, done in five parts. So four things that'll be done in five, five, five steps or five parts. So four things done in five, five parts. Um, but there's before that process even begins, there's an inner process that I think it's important for you to understand with me. Um, I'm using my ability as a deep trance medium. Um, while we are in the receiving of the transmission, I am in a deep trance state. Um, I am in a uh, conscious trance state. I'm not asleep. Um, I'm actually awake and watching, listening, uh, feeling, hearing, um, at the same time that you are, right? So uh, my eyes will be closed, though. So my my body is in a in a in a deep trance state, um, but my my mind is uh, very expanded. It feels like I just kind of expand, and then that energy comes in, um, and it comes in like all the way through me. Uh, oftentimes, I feel sometimes my whole body is like being used as an instrument for tra- transmitting the energy, but then also it comes in and it comes out. You know through the spoken word that's coming through my voice. I'm not hearing it and then saying it. That's a clear that's what I define as a clear audience experience. That's me hearing and then speaking to you what I hear. I do that work also, especially in my angelic healing reiki work. 
Um, but this is more direct than that. Um, this is what I do in the private sessions. I call it angel readings, but in the these group sessions, they're angelic transmissions. So um, the, uh, the the I'm hearing it at the same time that you're hearing it. It's just coming through. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not doing. It. I'm hearing it at the exact same time that you're hearing it, um, and you'll be receiving it energetically, not just hearing it too. If you're in, if you go through the steps of the process with me, and you're in that meditative, receptive state that um, the angels have asked us to be in for all of these transmissions, I don't just, um, I don't just do the the, the, the transmission work, the transmedium work, uh, the channeling work with Archangel Michael only. It depends, by the way, my ability works. Is there's uh, whoever the angel is that's working with you, or whoever the angel is, like for example, in the Archangel Raphael crystalline transmissions, of which there's another one of those coming up next week. Um, it's Archangel Raphael that's coming through. So um, it happens to be really like uh, different, uh, especially in the one-on-one -on -one sessions as to who who is connected with you and who feels it would be for your highest good to speak. Um, these beings are always, always, they're, they're, they're pure beings of love, they're pure beings of light, and they're always here to help us with whatever it is is for our highest good. And I've just learned to really trust them um, in that in that process um, and with this process that they gave me. Again, they gave me this process years ago, said it would always work. And, and again, until they upgraded, I'm going to keep using it. So um, I'll go through those stages with you um, one by one. But um, I wanted you to understand what's happening for me. And I also wanted you to understand uh, that before that process that those four things that in those five steps begins um, they always they instructed me when they gave me this process to to always approach with with questions um, and defined the word question for me as quest I on so approaching with questions um, so I, I on the behalf of all of us I put those questions out first for everybody um, and they're not my personal questions they're questions that I meditate on and be like okay what would uh, what would it be helpful for all of us to know maybe it's something going on in the world um, like you know several months ago when the war in Ukraine started uh, you know there was questions that I had uh, things along that line in nature uh, so I, I, I did some meditating and I have some questions of my own. I also um, host the Archangel Michael study group on the second Tuesday of every month in which we study the messages that come through in these global transmissions um, and those who've, who've participated and who are participating in that study group and you can join in at any time. It's not something that's closed. Uh, you can always go onto my website and still sign up for it at any time. Like for example if there's something in this message and you're like oh I'd really like to hear what the, the, the study of this message is and go a little deeper with it, um, the people who participate in the study groups are also able to submit questions because it's just easier to allow that from a, a smaller um, group of people because of uh, how many people do register for this whole series. Like I said, over 600 being registered for the, the series. Um, so I did receive uh, a couple of questions uh, from the study group members. Um, the one of the study group members, so I'm just going to read through, um, actually it was one question from a study group member and one question that came in that wasn't from a study group member, but I thought it was still such a good question that it would be good to ask. So um, let me begin first with the person who is uh, participating in the Archangel Michael study group. 
the question that we're putting to Archangel Michael that she wants me to ask um, has to do on the subject of belief um, and faith. And is belief a virtue? Archangel Michael has been speaking pretty regularly on certain themes. Again, you don't have to have heard those previous messages in order to benefit from this one. But there are certain themes that he's been talking about. The virtues are one of those themes. So she's asking if belief is a virtue um, because he's already identified that faith is a virtue um, and if so what's the difference between them and if it's not if belief is not a virtue um, then she's asking um, anything further understanding about how the two were meant to work together is how I was uh, reading what she was submitting um, and how to use them um, in our in our daily lives how to, how to use them together and how to use them um, in our daily lives so that's the question from the study group member and then the other question that did get sent to me again not somebody from the study group but from somebody who um, again when I read the question and I was attempting to answer the question uh, it's actually uh, a friend uh, that submitted it um, I, and I realized it would be good if, you know even I am struggling to sometimes answer this uh, even though there's many answers that I have that have been given to me from because I also ask this question myself um, but it's always good to hear uh, if there's any additional insight uh, about this particular topic so the question that she had is um, that from a spiritual perspective what is happening in the world right now how and uh, and why does it appear as if we are moving backwards in our society so that's a very interesting question um, and I know a lot of people who feel it um, I feel that there is great advancement and the angels are often talking about the and Archangel Michael's been talking about since 1987 the great shift of the ages that we're in and the great quickening uh, that it, that is happening and transpiring um, and it's like this elevated like leap forward that we're making um, but yet I know I feel this and I know so many other people feel this that the, at the same time that we're feeling that there's this kind of great advancement this you know quickening great shift um, some people call it the awakening the ascension etc that while that's happening that there also seems to be this like you know, dramatic uh, appearance of at least uh, backward movement uh, with things so um, I would also uh, you know I meditate on this uh, and I thought well let's just ask it because I think that's a very good question and again the way that this process works is it's totally I'm asking the questions on our behalf but it's totally up to Archangel Michael and if, and if we were in private session it would be your questions right so um, it would be your questions in private session then it would be totally up to the angels as to what they want to say about it and also even whether they want to address it at all there are times that I put forward questions and they don't even like touch those questions um, because there's something else instead that they really wanted to convey um, in the message and that's definitely happened many times uh, in these transmissions or maybe they'll just be one question that um, gets focused on uh, and the whole almost the whole time is is spent again it's up to them it's totally up to them um, as to uh, how they want to how they want to answer that um, so those are the two submissions so then let me um, get into my questions and what I've been 
focusing on. Um, first of all, I want to just bring you up to date with um, what the themes are uh, for those of you who are new. Um, at the beginning of um, this year, and actually it was in the Spring Equinox message, which is also on the podcast, um, that Spring Equinox message, he said that he was going to be speaking um, uh, on, on the subject of integration. He kind of gave us some indication that there was going to be further uh, teaching that he's going to be giving on the subject of keeping the heart open, which is been another theme so much so that it's a it's a theme in the 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 the, the book that I'm trying to pu publish and, and my my goal uh, please uh, send me your blessings please send me uh, your your thoughts and prayers this fall for for getting that book uh, finally uh, self-published and getting it out there on the subject of Archangel Michael's teachings on keeping the heart open at least uh, book one in that because there's a lot of teachings that may not even make it into into there um, but if there's anything further, I'm just asking him if there's anything further he does want to say. And then, of course, he began again on the summer solstice when this series began, um, speaking about integration quite a lot. And so, again, I'm just asking him if there's anything further that he wants to say on integration, please do. Um, if there's anything further that he wants to say on the topic of keeping the heart wide open, to um, to please do. And then there's my my personal um, meditation and reflection. I was meditating today and actually throughout the course of the month too I kind of just tune in intuitively periodically like is there anything important that I need to be asking about is there anything important that 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 I want to um, ask uh, you know what in in you know for these transmissions um, and so it's been coming up to me that he's been speaking a lot about virtues and he speaks a, another theme that he speaks a lot about is emotions actually um, and I don't bring that up enough uh, how much he actually uh, speaks on the subject of emotions and trying to explain them to us, help us understand them, um, you know, learning to master them rather than have them in being, being in control of us, learning to be in control of them and learning to, to master the energies uh, that they are. Um, so I was, um, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about um, vice. Uh, the, and he's been speaking a lot about virtue, but he hasn't been speaking about per se, not using that word anyway, um, the subject of uh, vice and the, vi and the vices. Um, the, he's been speaking about the virtues, but then I thought, well, he's speaking about emotions a lot. Um, and so I was wondering uh, if he could explain um, our, we know that a lot of the virtues are actually emotions we can have, but he defines them as being something so much more. Um, it, it's worth listening to the podcast messages just to hear his descriptions of like what we think we understand as the, 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 these different, you know, special sacred virtues such as patience and trust and um, compassion and, and, and love, etc., etc. We think we understand these virtues and we think we, you know, are working with them and we are. But there's so much more, um, and and he's been explaining things in some unique, very unique uh, ways and insights that are kind of like these aha, like aha moments. Not just for myself, but I get this from a lot of people who write me, uh, email me, and 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 who do private session work with me about how many aha moments there have been in his teachings about um, the the virtues. And so it seems like our vices um, impact us so much, and in the 
the devices are definitely associated with emotions. Uh, so I'm wondering, are they just really powerful, strong emotions that we need to, again, learn how to master? And that's why he's been speaking to us so much about emotions. Um, or are they uh, something else? Because the virtues, he says, he, yes, that they're emotions, but he describes them as something else, an, an entire other power and force, especially the, the virtue of love but divine energy, divine qualities even that we can use to co-create with. So it's particularly the one that I've been meditating a lot on because I just feel like I've been seeing it a lot um, is, is, is greed. And it's like, the, I just feel like I've been seeing it um, just everywhere. Uh, the, 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 the subject of, of, of greed and how that's influenced our world and how it's influenced our lives and how it's you know, influenced where we're at and maybe what we're all going through and you know the planet itself um etc so i was wondering if and 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 greed is known as a vice so again this is something that's not not new to me this is something that's historical and of course all these virtues they're not new to me uh they're not new to any of us um they're they're they've always been they've always existed since humankind has, um, and they have been written about and, and studied and uh, discussed in all of the religions of the world and all the spiritual traditions of the world, even, even the indigenous ones, have understandings of some of this within their, within their wisdom teachings. Um, so I was wondering then also, like, um, if he could explain it again, he could decide not to go in, into any of this at all if he wants. He could completely ignore my question <laughs> about this, but... Um, if he could explain what virtue uh, we should be using, so so what is it? You know, what is greed in this influence that it has over us, and this power that it has over us, and this power uh, that it has in 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 in, in shaping, uh, you know, so much of uh, some of the, the the challenges and the difficulties manifested in our world, uh, so we can kind of maybe see it in a new way or understand it in a new way. And what virtue or other some other divine quality do we need? Need to be working with um, in order to uh, transmute it from our consciousness, so to speak, um, be able to free ourselves uh, from the uh, the influence of it. So that's that's what's been coming to me. That's what I've been meditating on, um, and I'm not talking about greed just on the, like the big scale, right? Not just like maybe what some people think of. I've been thinking about even just on the on the small, small scale in, in, in all of our lives, like, you know, it's just been, it's been coming to me. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have the ability right now to uh, take questions from other people, um, but at the end, we'll be able to all just kind of uh, use the Q&A to, to make some closing statements, closing comments or questions. And you're always welcome to um, email me afterwards, um, but uh, I'm, I'm not able to really take uh, any questions or anything from, from others right now. And that's the end of the question period anyway. So uh, it, if I ask too many questions, um, then those questions also uh, can dilute sometimes the where the messages can go if he does feel, if he is in the mood to, uh, to answer them all. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. So I think we're ready now uh, to begin the process. Let me just get a drink of water. Um, and then I'm going to guide you through it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> 
right, so we're going to make ourselves comfortable, which is what I'm in the process of doing right now. The recording can, recordings can be your notes. Again, everybody's going to get the podcast recording when it gets up there, so and it's downloadable, so you don't have to worry about taking notes right now. You can always take notes afterwards. You can take notes off of the recordings when you resend them. So try to just give yourself this opportunity to relax and go through this process with me and to receive. So we're starting with the praising. Again, this is the process they gave me, right? So years ago, they gave me this process step by step by step. Um, and so praising. Um, there are many praise chants that I use and work with, but when I'm working with the angels, and when, especially when I'm working with invoking the archangels, I use this praise chant that they gave me. Um, it's Adonai. Oh, sorry. It starts with the... Um, the name of Michael, uh, there are many different pronunciations around the world, and so um, in different languages. Uh, the, the pronunciation that I work with is Mikael, because El is an ancient Hebrew name for God. Um, and uh, it, that E-L that we see on the name of Michael, and we see on the name of Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, Nehaniel, Ariel, right, that E-L um, is um, an, an ancient Hebrew name for God. So uh, we're actually saying this pronunciation, we're going to be chanting it. Uh, together and you're welcome to do so out loud because everybody's obviously muted and nobody's going to be hearing you. You're in the quiet and privacy of wherever you are. Um, so Mikael, 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 uh, and to invoke Archangel Michael. But it just doesn't. It's not just to invoke Archangel Michael's presence, bring his energy around you. But it's also um, because of what Michael's name is. Um, m when we say Michael or when we say Mikael or all the many different other pronunciations that there are around the world of that name, like Michel. In, in France, for example, um, when we say that name, we're also invoking what the name itself means, right? And it, it's it's he who is like unto God, or 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 that which is like unto God, right? So it's it's an invocation of El and all of that, and he who is that who is like unto God. So we're we're calling in all of that when we're when we're using that Mikael, 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 and then Adonai Elohim, which are two ancient Hebrew names for God. Elohim is actually plural. Uh, it it it, it uh, when you look at um, whether it's masculine or feminine, it actually means God plural. And the angels say that that represents all of them, that they are part of the Elohim. Um, so Adonai Elohim is the next line. And then Adonai Eloheinu. And then Mikael, Mikael, Mikael again. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chant it several times until I just start feeling that energy flowing really strongly. Um, and it begins the invocation. But then there's an actual guided part of the invocation vocation that I'll take us through in the asking, right? So we'll do the praising for a while, then I'll guide us seemly through the asking part of the invocation prayer, and then into a, a gratitude prayer I'll guide you through, and then I'm going to guide you to just go into a relaxed meditative listening state, and that's all you have to do, like just be in a relaxed meditative listening state, just to allow yourself to be open to receive, um, and then be in that listening state all throughout the time that the message, the vocal part of the message transmission is coming through until I'll bring us up out of it. And then when I bring us up out of it, it'll just be something simple. Um, uh, I like to do a little gratitude again. Just my part, I like to throw into the process there because I'm always so grateful. Um, and then their, their completion step of the process, which is to return back to praising. Um, and so it's only going to be Adonai Elohim just by itself, uh, the chant that I'm going to use at the end once the, once the vocal part of the transmission has come through. Um, 
once that channeling is complete, I'll, I'll bring us up out of it, and uh, I'll do the gratitude prayer, and I'll and I'll do the Adonai Elohim at the end. Okay? And then we're all finished, and we'll be complete, and we can uh, have people uh, say, make comments, uh, say goodbye, you know, share anything um, after that. Okay, so let's close our eyes. Let's sit back, make ourselves comfortable. Nice good posture for prayer meditation is always recommended. We're going to begin by taking some long, slow, deep breaths in order to center ourselves. begin with the praising. Mikael, 
Mikhail, 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 Adonai, Elohim, Adonai, Eloheinu, Mikhail, 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 Adonai, Elohim, Adonai, Eloheinu, Mikhail, Mikhail, Mikhail. Deep inhale and exhale. Now we're going to move from the praising into the asking, and so I ask you to join me in silently or out loud, following along with me as I take us through the steps of the invocation prayer. So the first step is for all of us to silently, in whatever way feels right to us, call upon the presence of divine love and divine light. And then let's ask to be protected and connected no matter where we are, no matter what time zone we're in, and no matter what time or even date we're listening to this, let's all ask to be protected and connected by divine love and divine light. Let's ask that we all be uniting our light and set the intention to unite our light right now in a circle of love and light that crosses space and time and so we can be gathered here in a circle of love and a circle of light and connected and protected within it. And then by name, I want you to silently call out to Archangel Michael. Invoke his presence directly to be with you and to be with all of us, to be fully present with all of us in our circle of love and light. And direct us direct our energy and our attention to invoking his presence to be fully present with all of humanity and with the earth even more expanded role than what he already plays as he asks us to ask him 
to aid us and assist us and to aid and assist the earth. In whatever way that he feels is needed and necessary at this time. And then we ask him to hear the questions that I have put forth, both from myself and from others that have been submitted. And the questions that are in the hearts and minds of humanity. The questions that benefit us all. Ask him to hear these questions and to give us any guidance and insight that he can into these things. And silently, let's give him permission to speak freely about any of the things within the questions and anything at all that he feels is for our highest good to know right now. And then we release all that we are asking and we move into gratitude. We send out those questions, releasing them, and we move into gratitude. So first we fill our minds and fill our hearts with gratitude. And then we're going to send out again, a personal prayer, a collective prayer, where we are thanking. And so we're going to begin by thanking Archangel Michael, feeling first our gratitude for him. We're gonna thank him for all that he does in our lives and in our world, for humanity and for all beings, for all that he does that's known to us and that's unknown to us. Let's take a moment to send out that gratitude at this time, at this moment. And then our next prayer of gratitude will be directly to the divine, any relationship with the divine that we have set in any way that feels right to you. But I want you to feel gratitude in your heart for not just the blessings in your life, but for the blessings of life, for life itself. And all that we share this life with and for, just let that gratitude expand in you and send out your personal prayer of gratitude directly to the divine for all blessings. And now we're finished with the thanking part of the process and we're going to move now into the receiving. 
So I want you to deepen your breathing even more. I want you to use your breathing to help you relax into a quiet, meditative, listening state, where I want you to just, again, remain in silent meditation all throughout the message. Just allow yourself to receive not only the words, but the full energetic healing, the full energetic transmission of what Archangel Michael is sending, the full blessing of what he is sending. Allowing yourself to go into that receptive state now. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation and into that meditative trance state I was speaking of. And the next words that will be spoken will be the transmission coming through. It is with deep gratitude that I come forth. Come forth with blessings, sending you my love. In an unlimited, unconditional way. And yes, transmitting the divine light that I have been asked to transmit at this time. As even I, the Archangel Michael, am asked to be the instrument. The instrument for the divine light to come through on a conscious level the divine light that heals all things. The divine love that loves all things and all beings. And I choose to be in this role of emissary 
of messenger, of leader, teacher, healer, and all of my other many gifts. I choose it wholeheartedly. And I ask you all to choose wholeheartedly to use the gifts within you to be the servant of love to use the gifts within you to be the instrument of this divine love and divine light when you are using the divine energies known as the virtues then you are able to do so with greater ease, with grace, and an immense mercy that flows forth. Why have I been speaking about the virtues? Why, in this time where there are so many important subjects, this time of quickening as I have described it, out of many names that I have used to reference it, where not only is your consciousness being quickened and your awakening into remembering who you are being quickened, but literally, the planet itself is being quickened. There is an acceleration literally happening in the vibratory speed of the planet itself that I have described on multiple occasions. as something that is both a naturally occurring phenomena for the great shift that is taking place, that is absolutely a part of the divine plan for the earth and for humanity's destiny. But I have also described that you must align yourselves to act accordingly, serve accordingly, Act in alignment, serve in alignment with this transition. And this is where there is still so much, so much work to be done.
and how you are using your energies as co-creators. You are not the creator of this reality, but you are co-creators within it, within the shared reality that you share. There are gifts that you have, callings that you have. To be the co-creators within it. And so what you are co-creating and how you are co-creating, are you aiding in that or are you misaligning and complicating it? Because as a whole, there's a great deal of complications, complex, complicated co-creation that humanity is participating in. All of you, in some way. And this is not something that I reveal as a judgment or a condemnation in any way at all. Nor should you condemn yourselves for that. It's time to stop judging and condemning ourselves and each other. And just start. Begin now, 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 and now. Any moment, each moment, every moment. To align. to align and to co-create as I ended my last message with, a world that you can be proud of. So that you can look at what you all are co-creating collectively and feel great pride in that. Not pride in the sense of egotistical pride, but in what I was speaking of in my last transmission, in regarding honor. A type of true pride that comes with honorable action. That has nothing to do with arrogance and ego. And so why am I speaking about the virtues? Why is it as important as it is? Why are they as important as they are? Because they are what you can use. To co-create what you want for your lives. For your individual life, yes, absolutely. Because that which is aligned, those who are aligned, that which you create that is aligned, it allows for you all to thrive. You thrive when you are aligned. 
And it's not an exclusive thing, it's an inclusive thing. That which is aligned is not just some exclusive alignment that only a few can be part and parcel of, no. All are a part of the sacred alignment. You can think of it as the divine order, the divine alignment of creation. And it's infinitely diverse. Alignment doesn't mean making everything the same or making everyone the same or that everyone has to think or feel or be the same or believe the same. That's not alignment either. Alignment is very broad and very diverse. It's about harmonic resonance, ultimately. That's another way that you can think of it. It's another term that you can use to understand what it is that I'm describing. And where there is discord, where there is dissonance, there is misalignment, there is a need to come back into harmonic resonance. It's not something that can be forced, it's not something that can be pushed upon others. cannot force your will onto anyone else. This is not in alignment. You cannot force your will for someone to come into alignment onto someone else. That's out of alignment. That's dissonant. And it's not harmonic vibration. And no matter what you think, and no matter what your opinions are, and no matter what you believe in your beliefs, there is a universal truth that is shared amongst you all. There is a universal power, presence, that is shared amongst you all. The virtues are that. It doesn't matter what you believe, in what faith or religion or none at all. They don't exist because of belief. They are universal because they've always existed, they will always exist, 
as qualities and energies of the all that is. Of God, of the divine. That is also not limited by anyone's ideas, opinions, or beliefs. Beliefs are powerful, but they are limited and they can be very limiting. Belief is not a virtue. Faith is a virtue, yes. But even that virtue of faith is not limited. It is not limited by belief. Faith, the virtue of faith is not limited to only one belief or only one belief system. Only one doctrine of belief or theology of belief. Faith is not limited by any beliefs. They are uniquely different. And faith remains a universal divine quality, divine trait, divine energy, regardless of belief. And is always there to help you, to assist you. And all that you are to co-create, regardless of belief. Your beliefs, however, will impact and affect how you approach the divine virtues. these divine energies and qualities that are ever-present and universal to you all and not just all people not just all human beings the virtues are universal to all beings and not just to the earth They are universal to all, to all that is. Your beliefs can limit you in your faith or they can benefit you in your faith. They can limit you or benefit you. They can help you to develop and cultivate a practice of going deeper into faith. 
but belief also has very much the ability to cause you to stop having faith. It can help you to enter it and engage in faith, or it can help you to stop. And faith. So faith isn't just about believing. It's not just about believing in something or some doctrine or some theology. When you feel it, it stimulates belief. It seems connected and interconnected. And I'm not saying in any way that there's not an interconnection that they share, but they are not the same. They are not the same. And faith is. The virtues, they are. They always are. They always have been. They always will be. They are divine energies of all creation ever-present, everywhere. Faith fortifies you. It is one of the keys to fearlessness. And it is also related directly to the knowing of your soul. And the knowing of the divine. And that you just know that you know without knowing how you know. When that faith is there, And it can be as solid as a rock. But it is also meant to be free and spontaneous. I mentioned that belief is powerful. And I'm not saying that it's not important at all, because it is very important and very powerful. It's just not a virtue. The virtues exist whether anyone believes in them or not. They always will. They always have. There are many things 
in spiritual life that don't require belief. In order for them to be real, in order for them to be true. They are. They simply are. But the power of belief will also affect your feelings about yourselves. Your relationship with yourself. For example, you do not need to believe in God, the presence of all that is, But when you do, if you do, it affects you deeply within yourself. The all that is is still the all that is. The I am that I am, creator, sustainer, lover, beloved, infinite, eternal, is still infinite and eternal, whether you believe or not. But as I said, the belief impacts yourself, you, your openness, it can very much trigger a great number of emotions. In fact, beliefs, can, beliefs, depending upon what they are, can trigger just about any emotion that human beings can have. Depending upon what the belief is depends upon what emotions it evokes. Evoking from within and drawing it out. Because you can believe in things that are helpful and, and the good And you can believe in things that are harmful. Use the power of belief. And use that power very, very wisely. It affects your relationship with yourself. What you believe can very much impact your vibration. Not just by the emotions that those beliefs evoke. But the vibrations of the beliefs themselves. Because everything 
in all of creation is energy. Everything has a vibratory effect on your vibration. I am actually, actually asking you to look at your beliefs. Which ones serve you in helping you to believe in yourself, for example? Those beliefs serve you and help you. When you believe in yourself and the power that is within you, the gifts that are within you, and that within you truly is all that you need to do all that you've come here to do and be all that you've come here to be. When you believe in that truth that I'm speaking here today, it makes a difference. It doesn't mean that that belief is what makes it real. It's real whether you believe in it or not. Truths are, the universal truths are there. But it affects, that belief affects your ability to then do something, act, connect, develop, grow, learn, discover. The gifts within yourself. The abilities that you individually have and that you collectively all have. And believing in yourself very much can give you that confidence and that much needed self-esteem. Your self-worth does not originate from your beliefs. It is innate within your soul. But your beliefs and your lack thereof in believing in yourselves can very much cause you to not feel that self-worth. If you don't believe that you are worthy, it can very much complicate, create dissonance and discord, disconnection. can create the illusion, so to speak, that you don't have the power within you to be who you are and 
that you are not worthy of what the virtues even are and are there always to give to you. Are there always as sources for you to use to co-create with in your lives and fill yourselves with? If, for example, you believe that you are unworthy of love, then you will not use the virtue of love in the way that the virtue of love is there. Is always there. And this is just one example. One of so many, many, many ways in which your beliefs can impact your relationship with yourself, let alone your relationship with each other, your relationships from society, in society, in your own societies, and your relationships with nation to nation, from the micro scale to the macro scale, the way that your impact of your beliefs are is powerful. And in your modern day world, there is a great imbalance where people have mistakenly conflated opinion and beliefs with facts and truths. It is something happening everywhere in the world. Everywhere. And one of the reasons why, out of many that I could give you, is because it is time to start to wake up and realize. It's time to remember who you are, but it's also time to realize what each of these things actually are. The subjective and the objective. Both are important when it comes to beliefs. There is the subjective and the objective. And the two are not the same. And it is an important discernment to have in working with all of your beliefs because indeed we want your beliefs to be strong. And we want your beliefs and your belief systems, all of us in the angelic realm, we serve humanity to aid you in this as part of our many, many, many roles 
We want your belief systems to be strong, to aid you in your faith, in that relationship with the divine. And when you are engaging and using the virtues and living a virtuous life, you are engaging in your personal relationship with the divine. Beliefs are not. But your beliefs can help you. They can assist you. And they can also inspire. Beliefs are meant to inspire. So before I begin speaking about one of the other questions asked here today, I encourage you to be inspired by your beliefs. And I ask you to look within your beliefs and your belief system. What is objective and what is subjective? Just know the difference. And I ask you to, as is needed periodically for all of you, tend the garden of belief. Think of it as a garden that you must tend. A garden in which so many beliefs are there. Which ones serve the life that thrives growing in that garden, growing within you? And strengthen it and use it to aid you and assist you in your faith and going deeper into faith. But which ones in the garden no longer serve you? Which beliefs are you still holding within yourselves that no longer serve you and that don't inspire you? Objective ones and subjective ones. And how can they be changed or transformed? Or is it time to weed them out of the garden and let go of some of those beliefs? And I'm going to give you an example that allows me to transition a perfect segue into answering the next question that I'm going to answer. one of the weeds in the garden. Within the collective psyche and the collective mind for humanity, within the garden of beliefs is the belief 
that you all have in some way, shape, or form. Some more than others, some much, much more than others. That there isn't enough, or that you don't have enough, or that there isn't going to be enough. And that you have to have more and more and more in order for enough to be enough. A belief somewhere within the psyche of each human being that is a conditioned belief. It is not there innately. Conditioned means it has been brought on either through teaching or through training or through life experiences that have conditioned it within. For the sake of brevity, I will not go into the depths of how long and in what ways that conditioned belief has been there. And for how long, and I'm telling you, it is a very long, long time that this belief has been growing in the garden of belief within your collective and individual psyches. For yourselves, for your ancestors. It even translates to that self-worth issue that I was describing. Those self-worth beliefs can become even enmeshed and entwined in it and not thinking that you are good enough, that you are enough or that you will never be enough. But for right now, in order to segue into answering the next question that has been asked here today. I will focus on the way that it manifests in the belief that there isn't enough or that there isn't going to be enough or that you don't have enough or that what you have isn't enough and that there always has to be more, 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 and more in order for you to be happy or to be satisfied or comfortable. This belief, it is directly intertwined and interconnected, very enmeshed and immersed with the vice that is being asked about, the vice of greed. A vice is not the opposite of virtue. There is no opposite of virtue. I almost wish I could impart to each one of your minds and your hearts to see and know what I see and know. There is no way possible 
for the energies and qualities of the divine. To have an equal and an opposite. The all that is, is the all that is. So the vices are not the opposites of the virtues. But they do exist in the absence of them. And by absence of them, I do not mean that the virtues aren't ever present, because they are. Those energies, those qualities, those divine energies are ever present. But absence in your thoughts, absence in your awareness, absence in your actions, absence, abstinence, and absent in your choices and what you're choosing. And what you are sourcing your energy from and for and why. And from what beliefs. And from what beliefs. What I can say is that the vices are also much more than just emotions, yes. It is a whole other message in and of itself. The way that each one of these things evolves and moves and flows within your emotions. And yes, you emotionally feel and experience the vices, especially the one that is asked about here today. It is, there is very powerful emotions emotional experience associated with greed. But it is not just an emotional experience. There is also this belief and this connection to certain conditioned beliefs That is why greed does not just affect one thing. It's not just impacting greater wealth or greater power. It can be around anything And the desire, the belief that more, more, and more is needed, that more, more, and more is necessary because there isn't enough and there won't be enough and what is there and what exists isn't enough and enough isn't enough. What is enough? This is a very important question. I encourage you all to ask it. 
What is it? What is enough? You almost define it. You almost define it and you almost define it in your beliefs. And you must use the power of the virtues to live in harmony, to live in balance, to co-create the kingdom of heaven, the heaven on earth that is within you to bring it out, to co-create that in your lives on this planet. It exists in all of you in some ways. Accumulation, for example. It may not be the powerful, strong, shadow manifestation of the vice of greed in its most extreme form, but it is a form. an over-excess of accumulation, a desire to accumulate. These things exist in mild forms, just like worry is a form of fear. Anxiety is a form of fear. And it could be with anything that you all feel that you need more of. And when it is most depleting, destructive, is when you allow it to be more important than your principles, than your values or you believe that it may be more powerful than virtue and it simply is not. Using the virtues, living the virtues, any of them will help you with any of the vices, all of them will help you. Which one? Specifically can be a very personalized thing. But I can tell you that the virtue of generosity, which I have spoken about in some amount, as a virtue that it frees you. When you are living and you are operating and you are in that virtue, along with the virtue of gratitude, and from your gratitude you are in generosity, 
And it doesn't have to be generosity with things such as money. It can be generosity with your time, with your life force, with your words. Just your energy itself. Generosity doesn't mean giving, giving, giving to the point of exhaustion or giving everything away. That's not generosity. That's fear. That's fear that leads to that. In my teachings about the virtues, I always feel the need to remind you that none of them are about extremes and none of them are about perfections or perfectionism. That's nothing of what they are. And it's not what living them or practicing them requires in any way. In addition to the virtue of gratitude and generosity, there is another virtue that I have not spoken about yet that can very much be applied. Along with, again, any or all of the other virtues, depending upon, again, your own personal path and where you're at with weeding out that garden of your beliefs and any beliefs that you have that indicate to you that you need more, 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 and that there is not enough. And that virtue is the virtue of charity. As I have pointed out many times regarding the other virtues, there are things that you all know about it and that you are using in your lives and that you are already using in your world and your societies and using to co-create good things in your world as the virtues always bring about that which is for the highest good. But then there are things that aren't always known about it or of which there is more to it. There's always more to them than you think. There's always a greater depth to go to than you may be living and that you may be practicing in your lives. Charity isn't just about giving. It's about serving. Being of service. And it must be an act from the heart. And while generosity is something where something can be given and received, and something can be given with the anticipation of receiving, as long as that anticipation is unconditional, 
Charity is an act of service, an act of love. Giving without any expectation at all of receiving. To that which is needed most, to those who need it most, and of and for that which is needed most, that serves the highest good. Generosity can be acts that are performed in any way to help others support others, be kind to others, enhance others and others' lives. There can be a wide variety of intentions in using the virtue of generosity, but something that is truly of the virtue of charity. an act from the heart, a service of love, and service to the highest good. And especially when it is done in this intention and with this intention. And when the heart calls you to do it in the way in which the heart calls you to do it. And of course, the more open your heart is, the better. And again, it may not be with money or with resources that you serve and use the virtue of charity. There are so many ways. Your imagination is the limit. Remove the limitations that you have put upon it. When you serve the highest good, in the virtue of charity, in a heart-loving act of charity. It has a ripple effect. Not just in ways that are obvious, using the virtue in the presence of the virtues when you are truly living them when you are truly using them 
because sometimes even gratitude is enough. It is enough. The virtues can be enough. There is always enough. You are enough. We believe in you. I believe in you. As it is important to believe in each other, believe in your world, believe in humanity, Use that power to believe in yourselves. To believe in the beauty. The way of beauty, the way of love. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message. And then I'm going to bring it full circle by completing with praise once again. And it's just going to be the Adonai Elohim just by itself. So please join me in silently or out loud in bringing it full circle back to praise. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Deep inhale 
and exhale. And we'll slowly bring ourselves up out of the meditation. As I'm coming up out of the meditation, I'll share a few things that stood out to me. Um, when it comes to integration, even though he didn't say anything new about integration, I feel like what he's been describing these last three messages is certain virtues that integrate really well with each other. They um, integrate together in these very, very amazing ways. Um, and of course, those uh, ones that he mentioned tonight and how we can integrate them uh, together into our lives. So, But I was also aware that <clears throat> if there's more that he wants to say on the subject of the emotions of all of what he was describing. So if someone from the Archangel Michael study group could remind me um, to um, uh, ask about that next time to ask about the emotional component that he's saying that are associated with um, greed and I think he's indicating that all of the vices have some emotional uh, component so uh, I, I would like to actually because I, I felt that um, that he was wanting more opportunity to go into that but he was kind of reserving that so I would like to um, to go deeper into that, maybe just add it to the list of questions for the next transmission, perhaps. Um, as far as visuals, uh, I saw an immense amount of light, um, and an immense amount in the very beginning and at the end, uh, flooding of light uh, to us and through us and all around us and um, into the earth itself. Um, I was also um, getting some visuals at how much uh, what he was describing about about this belief and um, how you know greed, how the impact that it has not just in in us, but the impact of all of that belief that leads to that um, in our on the planet itself. Um, and I saw uh, that as we do use the virtues more um, that that uh, will will benefit the planet itself so there was just visuals I can't even explain what how I was seeing it it was just like there were visuals associated with it that I can't explain that it's just too hard to explain what it is what it, what it is I was seeing it and how I was seeing it um, one visual I did have that I can explain is um, threads uh, and 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 then the threads like interweaving which is a very common visual that the angels give me periodically um, and uh, you know how they how they intertwine and definitely the the beliefs and all of them can like kind of like be threads that kind of get all intertwined um, and then I definitely got a visual related to the Garden of Belief, which he's actually used that metaphor before. If not, I'm pretty sure Archangel Michael has. I definitely know it's been a metaphor used by the angels um, before in my work, but then this is like tying it all kind of together, like the threads that are kind of tying it all together, integration and 
in that way because it's kind of like some of these things may have been spoken of individually but kind of the way that it's like being tied all together um, also seems significant. I'm always in awe of these experiences myself. It takes a lot for me to integrate them and especially the immense energy that I feel and that I feel being transmitted. <sighs> um, so much, so much gratitude also that I feel just an immense, immense amount of awe and gratitude and love that I feel. So. All right, everybody, that completes the transmission for tonight. If there's any, um, the I believe that the, the, the chat may be working, um, but the Q&A should definitely be working if there's any comments that you have, if there's any, um, just want to say goodbye, uh, any, any statements at all, that's, uh, you can go ahead and type that into the Q&A. Again, I really, really appreciate those of you who participate live. I know it's summer and we're all trying to get our weekend, summer weekends in there. Um, uh, it, it, even myself, I went uh, swimming today and, and, and knowing that, you know, this is the last transmission of the summer. So summer's coming to an end not too long from now. We got about another month month left of it. Uh, so thank you so much for participating. If anybody, again, wants to make any comments or just say goodbye. Um, okay, there's a few. Yeah, chat is disabled. Okay, thank you for letting me know that. Yeah, I think I disabled it just to, it's, I find it distracting in, um, up until this point, and I've not figured out how to enable it once we get to this point. So, <laughs> so powerful, so beautiful. I agree. Very, very powerful. <laughs> yes, and very, very loving. Yes, I agree. So, um, those of you who have raised hands, just put whatever your question is. Um, or comment into the Q&A. Just type it into the, the Q&A. If you have a question, I will do my best to answer it at this point, at this junction. But everybody seems to be putting comments thus far. You're welcome. <clears throat> I know it's Sunday, Sunday evening. Some of you are back east. It's getting late. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. I, I realized it was it was loving. <laughs> the fun when you used to do these by teleconference was everybody could kind of just all say goodbye kind of all at once and it was like the the energy and the sound of our voice has kind of created this reverberation thing. Uh, that's not something I can use with this webinar format, but I will go ahead and stop the recordings. Well, anybody wants to type anything further?